Fells, y'all frozen yet? I think it's like eight outside. Eight degrees. Something like that. Mike? It's getting better. I, I feel like I'm a cross between the kid in A Christmas Story and Kenny from South Park. You just I would say, it looks like you look like <laughs> Kenny, man. I mean, but you are rocking the Mets World Series, Wooly. So it's, yeah. as a Mets fan, I, I like it. Dude, I think I, at any point on a Thursday night, I think Mike leaves here and goes and robs a bank because he's always <laughs> just completely covered from head to toe. I expect at any point a ski mask just to come into this place. I can uh, pull the Unabomber look pretty well. You do, yeah. There's uh, uh, here. It's not bad. It got 32 this morning. Um, got up to the 50s, so it really wasn't too too bad. But I was telling Mike earlier that I went out to start my car and, and put my kid in the car this morning to go to school, at like 7:30, right? And so I go and I open, go to open the door, and there's a little bit of frost on on the car, and I pull the handle, and the handle just snaps. And oh, I guess it was where the door was a little bit frozen. But I'm like, how how is it 32 here? And my door handle snaps, but yet it can be negative forty degrees, and no one else's door handles are snapping up. You know where you guys are at. Well, our cars are used to it. I think. I think so. that's what I said. I said my my car's weak. You know, my my, <laughs> my car's used to the uh, used to the heat. They're not used to this nonsense. Yeah, this weather is insane. Um, the the worst part was is when I got my car this morning. Like there wasn't a lot of wind. I don't know how it was at Mike in New York, but in Jersey, I mean, it wasn't windy by us. However, like I put my hands on a steering wheel and it hurt. Like I was like, it was that cold. The steering wheel. I was like, this this really stinks. Do you drive into the city for work, or do you drive there in Jersey? Like, do you no, drive- no, I, I, I'm I'm in Newark right now. So oh, you're in Newark. New York. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I don't go to New York anymore. So, although it was funny, I went to work this morning and I got a text message from my boss that uh, there was a bunch of cars that caught fire at the Newark I airport. I saw that. That was on that, national yeah. news. Yeah. <laughs> what we were thinking was somebody auto started their car from the plane and something happened, didn't like it, and blew up and. Everybody else caught on fire, so that was a good way to start the uh, weekend. Can you imagine being at Disney and you're like, "Oh, I skipped all the cold weather. I'm flying home," and you get back and your car is just a, a charred, you know, nothings in the <laughs> parking lot. Try explaining that to the insurance company. No doubt. Well, speaking of Disney, uh, look if if you haven't uh, realized, Disney family, you know, our big Galuth, the big dude's not here this week. Uh, he's he's down at Disney. He's down there hanging out. He and he picked a good time to uh, to leave because where he's at right now, where he's from originally. It was negative 55 degrees. Negative 55 degrees. And he works outside. So he, he texts Mike and I and he goes, oh, uh, I picked a good week to go. I feel bad, but not really. You know, that he's down there in the, in the 50s and, and 60s chilling at Disney. Have you guys seen pictures of his trip at all yet? I, I have not, though. But he, I'm sure he, he's one of those guys that uh, is wearing shorts and maybe a light jacket down he's there right the now. He's in the pool with a, with a margarita at like 11 a.m. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah, right. At first, I was so happy for him, but now it's gotten to the point where he's rubbing it in. So I'm starting to – I'm going to have to put the block on the phone for a couple of days. You know what? It, it, it's, like, it's like your friend getting a, a brand new uh, you know, uh, convertible and also dating your ex-girlfriend and then just coming to parking in front of your, your house and revving the engine. I'm excited for him, man. I, I'm, I'm having Disney withdrawals. Uh, Disney Envy is a real thing. It, it really is when you see people down there. I think it was much easier when uh, we didn't have social media. You just forget about it. You have to wait for somebody to get back from their trip. Man, now you yeah. just see it real time. You're just like, oh, man, this stinks. It, it, you know what, though? It plays both ways because then, again, I'll roll over and I'll look at, like, our Facebook, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, and I'll come up with things that I want to do. Um, but, yeah, he looks like he's having a good time. But, uh, you know, Mike, you, you're not too far away, buddy. I mean, the cold can't be bothering you too bad because you're, what, like four or five weeks from Hawaii? Yeah, I think it's, uh, well, it's oh, April 15th, so something yeah. like 
Sarah's, Sarah's got the countdown to a T, but it's a few, it's a few weeks away, and uh, we booked our excursions, so uh, we're excited. You know, Hawaii is uh, awesome, man. It's, oh, it's yeah. weird doing something out of your normal comfort zone. You know, I could plan a trip to Disney and do everything I want to do, and I know what I got to do. But when you're going someplace that you've never been before, it takes a lot of planning. Joe, it's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. I mean, to interrupt you, but no, yeah, when we were plan- we were planning our Alani trip, Jen, and I, my wife and I, Jen, um, I was reaching out to anybody I knew in the Disney podcast universe disney family friends you know like that i met online like hey have you been to alani before and they gave me their tips and pointers and i've actually since then have passed along to two or three other people mm-hmm. you know that like saying this is what i did don't do this do this because like mike said it's like we've done disney world trips so many times like we know it we know what we have to do when we have to do it how we have to do it going to somewhere else i mean to fly halfway around the world to hawaii if you don't plan you're going to be absolutely miserable just like a disney world trip yeah. So yeah. I went to Alani last year, and I would say one of my biggest tips for Mike, and I've, I've told him this, is go across the street to like the ABC store over there. Did you did you walk over there? And there's a pizzeria, and there's all that kind of stuff over there. Monkey Pod's amazing. And oh, I, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Justin, good. your tips actually, because I remember listening to your guys' show, did actually help me. You know, I took in like everybody's tips. I searched Alani and podcasts. Like everything did did help. So, uh, you know, yeah, Monkey Pod's great across the street. Um, and you know what? Just venture out. Drive into Honolulu, maybe 20, 25 minutes away, man. But you'll find some great local stuff. Like get on Yelp. You know, look at things mm-hmm. on Yelp. I mean, like experience some of the local cuisine. I mean, uh, if you feel like you want to venture out a little bit. Well, you're doing because Mike, you're doing a cruise too. So you're doing Alani for what three days? Alani for three days, and then we're doing a uh, a cruise right after that. So I kind of get in the best of both worlds. You know, my my whole thing is, do I really have enough time? But you know, it's not. It's never enough time. You know, I think we're going to be down there from a Thursday to a Sunday. Uh, it's you know almost a ten day trip. But yeah, I just I keep saying I have to do this, have to do this, have to do that. Uh, I'm just hoping I get in everything I want to get in, and I hope the weather's good. You're not gonna want to leave, man. I know cruises are awesome, but you're gonna see some of these places. You're gonna be like, oh man, I wish I had more time here. Like it's yeah. every Hawaii is everything everybody says it is. Like seriously, it's it's, it's paradise. You can believe the hype. Oh, it's actually it's the best place in the United States. I mean, like. I, so far, I've been to. I'm sure if there's places out west that are like absolutely beautiful, like Grand Canyon, those kind of things. But I'll take the beach. Uh, yeah, I'll take the beach. I'll take. Yeah, i And everybody's so friendly in Hawaii. They really are. You'll mm-hmm. see it, Mike. It's a complete opposite where we live. Everybody's in a rush. Everybody's like, I gotta go. I gotta do this. It's not nothing like that. Well, and you, like with Alani in particular, I mean, I'm glad you're going now because I just read that they're closing one of the pools for refurb in October. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. I, I think it's the Infinity Pool too, Joe. Which is it's 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 pretty much. And I've heard this on other podcasts. If that pool is closed, you might as well just stay home. Yeah, don't go. <laughs> don't go. I mean, well, because it really, you, you have to like the thing with Alani is it's all about the pools and the beach. Like, I mean, that's that's pretty much if you're going to be at the resort, it's all about the pools and the beach. And so when one of those closes, it takes away that much space for people to swim and stuff like that. So yeah, it makes it tough. Um, well, I'll tell you what, guys, we are going to talk about something tonight that is fun informational and i have no clue about which doesn't happen too often with disney uh disney stuff so but i know you two do you two are uh are pretty much uh experts in in, in this you've been there you've experienced it okay can we go we're yeah. gonna go live guys we're gonna go live in three two one round one was over <laughs> parents won kids sip. i only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse just become best friends. Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Go infinity and beyond. 
much of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. It's January 31st, 2019. We're a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and we are here for episode 71 to talk about one of our favorite things, Walt Disney World. And tonight, I'm joined by two of my good buddies, Mike and Joe Quattrochi from the Mickey Dudes Podcast. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Did I get your name right? You got it right, yeah. Dude, I've been practicing. I've been practicing for a full year. I'll wake up every morning, I'll stare at your face and your, and your, and your name and say it again. Joe that, mean, that means you get it off, you get Joe your day off on a great start all that's the time. It. Every single time, man. Yeah, Just don't tell up? your wife that. No, she's used to it. She, that's, that's how she wakes up every morning, too. Um, but yeah, you're doing well, man? Yeah, man. I can't complain. Like I said, it's been a busy... Uh, um, doing trips to Disney World in between. Just did Marathon Weekend a few weeks ago. Uh, doing the Mickey Dudes podcast and Little Resort Loop uh, DVC Roundtable. And uh, yeah, just uh, can't believe 2019 is already here. It's already February. It's crazy. It's, it's springtime. It's insane. Uh, Mike, how are you doing, buddy? It's good to see you. Good, good. Uh, cold, but you know, we're plugging along and hopefully uh, we'll get the break from the cold soon. And just uh, sacrificing myself for the good of the podcast. I'm uh, frozen to the chair, but you know, I'm, I'm excited to talk about today's topic. Dude, you know it's bad when we can see your breath through <laughs> you gotta, Skype. Justin, you got to break the fourth wall for the the Disney family here because... <laughs> it's great. Yeah, so, so here's... Let me, yeah, let me give you a little background about, about how we recorded. So for the first, I'd say six months of the show... Mike and I both did our did our recording in the garage, and uh, one is like he says it's it's definitely the quietest spot in the house. Uh, I got smart enough in the summer because it gets to a million degrees in my garage to move upstairs, and I kind of create a little office up here to record out of. Mike hasn't gotten that smart yet. He's uh, he's still working on that part because he's still in the garage recording, and it looks, dude, it looks so cold. It is. We can see his breath. It's cold. It's cold. <laughs> and Skype isn't that isn't that HD, and we can see his breath. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, it's cold. no, it's, it's and like, I have the heater blast, and I got this nice space heater behind me, and this thing's got like eighty degrees pumping out. But yeah, it's still cold. What time did you start okay. your heater today? Uh, ooh, about an hour before we started recording. Uh, you probably should have started it last Wednesday. And I probably should. You know, it's ridiculous. I'll be, I'll be well, one by August. That's another thing. I mean, just the weather across most of the country is just ridiculous. But uh, hey, I want to talk about some fun stuff. Uh, tonight before we get into our topic and i want to get y'all's opinion on it uh we don't do a lot of disney news on the show we kind of leave it to other shows to do disney news and we kind of just keep it to uh in, like informational topics but i do want to talk about this because i'm hoping that one of you two is going to stare at me and go you know what dude i'm going to take you i'm going to take you and, and check this out and that's the world of dreams vip tour uh have you guys had a chance to check out the details on this tour yet i thought you were taking us Oh me! Seen, oh, it's falling on me. I've seen coming? the price tag, and yeah, that's yeah. kind of it's it stopped right there. How much can I get for a kid? How much? How much can Riley go for? <laughs> uh, Twelve thousand dollars. You get six guests, and it's twelve hours long, so thousand dollars an hour. And what was funny is a lot of our Disney family was breaking it down to they would go, well, you know, it's two thousand dollars a person. The next person would go for 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 ten minutes. It's this amount, and I'm like, yeah, if you keep breaking it down, it's only cost you five dollars for however much you you know break it down to. <laughs> but for twelve thousand dollars, six guests, twelve hours long. You get to pretty much do anything you want at Walt Disney World. Literally. You can go into Cinderella Castle Suite. You get three meals, some alcohol included. I mean, it's insane. You get walk on walk on status at all attractions. Uh, like I said, dining, you don't have to have res- reservations. Dude, it's crazy. Is is twelve thousand dollars let me play this. Is it worth twelve thousand dollars to be able to do all that? 
not in my position. But oh. let me ask you a question. Can I drive the monorail for $12,000? I've said in the front of the monorail. Do you remember when they used to let you do that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and you can still do it in Disneyland, which is still pretty cool. But however, right. can I actually pilot the monorail? I want to make the announcements stay away from the doors. <laughs> me and Jack Wagner. I'll do that for 12 hours. <laughs> Put me on the clock. And you know what's funny, man? When we put this out to the Disney family, and uh, I, I put the post up, I would say 70% of the posts go, can I sleep in Cinderella Castle Suite? It was all about sleeping through this whole 12 hours. They didn't even want to go do anything else. They just want, I was like, we can take a 12-hour nap if you want to up there. I don't think they're going to kick you out at all. But uh, let me break it down to you like this, Mike, okay? You could either do this VIP tour, or you could order 2,400 Mickey bars and sit on Main Street and people watch. <laughs> all right? You could do the tour, or you could bring you and 110 of your closest friends to Disney for a day. 480 Mickey ears. Or, as our good buddy Joe likes to do, you could bring you and 65 other people to run the half marathon. Give your own corral. You, <laughs> <laughs> you talk about making friends, man. Just going passing out all Mickey ears, Mickey uh, ice cream bars. I don't know, man. I, I just I, When I saw the price, I thought, is this insane? But I've already heard someone's already booked it. So God bless you if you could do it. That's I mean, what I say, too. Look, it's all in perspective, you know? So if you can do it, get out there and experience it. Just remember your good friends over here, okay? Get a hold of us. We'll help you out. We'll, we'll keep you company. We'll do all that fun stuff. Um, I want to ask you, Joe, about something else that you and I talked privately about. It's been a couple months, probably four months ago. You ordered a golf pass. Yes. I want you to give me a little details on this because I haven't really seen anybody talking about it, and I want to know, have you used it? Has it been worth it? What's, what's your well, take? So what it was is um, I subscribed to the emails for uh, Walt Disney World Golf, which Arnold Palmer Golf Management manages all of the Walt Disney World golf courses. And I saw a, um, a, a tweet about how they were starting a new DVC golf program. And I was like, huh, interesting. And it, and it was essentially it was $99 for the year, and you got two complimentary rounds at like Oak Trail. You got you know three or two or three buckets of complimentary balls, a couple rounds of foot golf. You got a Callaway golf shirt. It's a DVC on it, which you know the Callaway golf shirts are – you go to a store like – you're about 70 bucks a piece, 60 bucks mm -hmm. a piece. So you're almost getting value right there. Um, the discounts on um, uh, uh, tea times, and there was going to be certain clinics uh, available with the professional staff over at the Disney golf courses and a bunch of other little things. And I was like, oh, you know, that's, that sounds interesting. So I looked at this as, oh, but it must be paid for in person at the Lake Buena Vista uh, at the pro shop. So literally the program started the day I was going to be uh, meeting a friend of mine from Mickey dudes. He was in the parks that day. Uh, so I drove down from my house in Daytona and uh, I was like, Oh, I'll just stop at the golf course and I'll, uh, I'll hand this thing in. So I go to the, the Lake Buena Vista golf shop at a uh, Saratoga and I hand in a thing and I was like, guys, oh, so I'm here to pay for this. The lady had no idea what I was doing. She goes, what, what is this? She had to go get the manager in the back. Who's one of the pros. I was the first one to sign up for it. So I became golf member number 001 of the DVC Walt Disney World Golf Program. So they ended up taking my picture. I got my golf shirt. I got a bag. I got a bunch of stickers. It says Disney Vacation Club golf member. Um, I don't know if my picture was ever used on social media. I looked for it, but um, it was taken. And um, yeah, so I was actually member number 001. I have a membership card and, and everything. So I haven't used it yet because uh, I just haven't had a chance with I was telling you guys off the area, my wife and I bought a new house, so I've been using all my free time with moving into the new house. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm hoping to in the next uh, couple of weeks uh, to use it. But yeah, it's you just make an, uh, an appointment, uh, tea time, and I guess you get a discount. And then there's some other events that have been scheduled that I haven't been able to uh, attend yet. But you know, I have access to my free rounds and the free rounds of 
uh, the uh, free buckets of balls and so on and so forth. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that I'll still do. I mean, I'm member number one, so I can't yeah, give it up say, now. You're, I mean. <laughs> you're, you're patient zero, man. You're the one. I mean, it all starts with I, you. And I think it's pretty cool because usually you think they make like Mickey Mouse number one as an honorary member, right. but no, I got it. So I think it was, it was kind of cool that I'm the, the first member. I don't know how long this uh, program will be around, but uh, you know, for 99 bucks, I, I got a shirt and some other things. So it's already, I've already gotten the value out of it already. It's a pretty nice uh, DVC golf shirt. So, uh, well, you got to think it's not, I mean, it doesn't cost them anything. I mean, they're making money whether you play or not by doing this. So I don't see any reason for them to pull this. It's not like the uh, cabanas that they put in magic kingdom that were taking up space and no one was using. So, um, yeah, you called me that day or, or we talked on the phone or we texted or something and you're like, I'm, I'm member zero, 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 one. And I was like, for real, man. Now, all right, now I'm bummed. I want to be down there and be zero, 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 zero. <laughs> it was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool to, uh, you know, it was funny how they just had, had no idea what to do with me. They're like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, they're like, we don't even have all your swag in yet. I was like, don't worry. You can mail it to me. It's fine. But, right. uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it'll pay for itself. If you actually yeah. play at least a couple rounds. If you have kids that don't even play golf, they got a couple foot round golfs that are included with that. So I mean, you'll get your val- you'll get your value regardless out of it. It just depends on how you'll look at it. Is that yearly or is it a one time? I think it's yearly. So mine will be up. I think it started like in August or something like that. So gotcha. uh, I'm sure I'll, they said I'll get an email to uh, to renew it. So I'm sure I'll be hitting some balls or doing something over the, in, in the springtime coming up here. Actually, I can see your TV in the background. You have golf on back there. No, actually, um, I have the Devils Rangers game on right now. Oh, see, but, I've got uh, golf on in the background. You can see it over my shoulder there. Uh, Mike, you've golfed at Disney before, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've golfed at the uh, Lake Buena Vista course, the one that he actually went to sign up at <clears throat> over at Saratoga Springs. I've golfed that one before. Not very well, but I've golfed it before. Yeah, man. Was that something you'd be interested in, signing up for that membership? Uh, you know, out of all of the out of all of the Disney trips I've done, I've only had the opportunity to golf really once. You know, Laura's not a golfer. I don't really have a lot of time to golf when I'm down there. It was just one of those circumstances where we were going to have some free time because uh, Sammy was at a gymnastics competition, getting into what we're going to be talking about to tonight at the SBN Sports Center. But um, I had free time during the day because she wasn't competing till that night, so we weren't going to go to the parks. We didn't want to drag her around because she had to compete. So all the dads said, you know what? We got time to kill. Let's hit the golf course. And uh, we did, and it was great. It was fantastic. I, mean, I could do a whole episode on just what an amazing golf course that was. Uh, I'd love to do some more Disney golf courses, but it's just time and timing and you know, being down there with people that you want to golf with, um, especially when you're not a good golfer like myself. I'd hate to be paired up with somebody like you guys that are good. Uh, so you know, I kind of hacked the ball a few times. But you know, it was a beautiful course, and everything is done Disney-like. Uh, the quality of the course the quality of the uh the, the grounds the, the the people you meet down there the people that are working on the golf course it's it's a it's a wonderful experience and one of the things that's great that mike brings up here and i've talked about it on a resort loop when i was on a show at the bob collar bob's a golfer as well is that if for instances like mike is talking about right now where you know you're down there with your, your kids and they're competing or you're doing a run disney race or whatever reason even just a regular family vacation they do have these programs called the sunrise nine and the sunset nine and they're essentially designed to either go out first thing in the morning or to go out at the very end of the day to try to get nine holes in they include a breakfast sandwich and, and a drink you can even have a beer early in the morning and disney's trying to get target the audience like Mike, who doesn't have wants to play, but maybe doesn't have the time to devote four or five hours, mm-hmm. or even more, because sometimes you know you get vacation golfers, resort courses, they you know they they take a little bit longer to play to get out there for a quick nine holes off the back nine, and you know get out there and play the golf courses. So Disney and Arnold Palmer Golf, they're really trying to address that. And I think they've done a great job with you know if you only got time for nine holes, squeeze a nine. I mean, and then you can go meet your family in the park by like nine o'clock. So they definitely have things out there. So if you are one of these fathers or even mothers who plays, um. 
there are times where you know give them a, look them up online and uh, schedule yourself a sunrise or sunset night. You could definitely have time to squeeze in nine holes. Mike, as if we didn't need more to plan, why don't we plan a golf outing for uh, for July? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need another Disney Dads cruise the week after this cruise because there's just so much we have going on. <laughs> I keep getting a hold of Mike, and I'm like, hey. Uh, I think we're going to do this and this and this. And he's like, dude, we're, we're only there for like five days before we leave for the cruise. Um, we might be able to get up early one morning, though, and squeeze in nine holes and, and have a good time. Then meet meet the everybody at the pool. Um, another one I'll we'll talk about is, it, look, Ian, you guys put it perfectly. Tonight's episode is all about sports. It's all about uh, a certain sports complex, and that is ESPN's wide world of sports. And uh, the one thing that brings a lot of people to the complex is the marathon. So I want to touch on the marathon before we get into the history and kind of why the complex is there because, Joe, uh, you're huge in the marathon community. You love the races. You've been there a lot of times for the uh, the marathon conventions. Uh, tell me a little bit about how this past marathon went uh, for you know runners, things like that, and uh, a little bit about what the complex does for marathon racers in general. So, yeah, so I've been just for the Disney family that doesn't know, I've run two of the Walt Disney World marathons, I completed Dopey and Goofy uh, a few years back. This year, the last couple of years, I've really tried to tone down my running in Disney, just concentrate on one event. So I've run the half the last couple of years. Uh, but this year, I did, get, I did go down there on Wednesday. And the way Run Disney kind of fits into ESPN Wild World of Sports is it hosts the, uh, you know, the the Health and Fitness Expo presented by Cigna. So what that is essentially is when you go to pick up your bib and your T-shirt that's included with your fee. Um, there are a whole bunch of different companies and there's different vendors and different races that go and they set up booths and you can go and peruse around uh, those those vendors you know buy some merchandise and they also have the official run disney merchandise as well it has all the different logos and different races for that weekend so you know disney uh, walt, walt disney world marathon weekend is all like the characters like mickey minnie uh goofy you know dopey star wars weekends has all the star wars stuff princess and so on and so forth um so when you go you report to walt disney world's uh, uh espn's wild world of sports and um usually split it up between champion stadium uh, the Visa Center, or it used to be called the Jostin Center, and now the new arena, which hosts a lot of the uh, the gymnastics and the cheerleading competitions and all that stuff. And uh, essentially, you will go there to pick up your bib and do uh, to do and do your um, your merchandise pickup and so and so on and so forth. Also, for marathon, the actual marathon itself, you spend about three or four miles actually running through the complex itself. It's that big. Um, the complex is over 220 acres big. That's insane. I mean, yeah, 220 acres big. Um, it's, it has over 30 fields, has a stadium, like three, two or three arenas. I mean, this place is huge. Tennis courts, is a cross-country trail, so a track and field complex. So you spend three or four miles. It's between, I think, mile 17 and mile 20 or 21, give or take. I might be off a of mile two. It's been a couple of years since I've run the marathon. But you do spend a bunch of miles inside running around the different fields, running around the track and field complex, running through Champion Stadium. It's actually pretty cool because if you have family or friends that go to Wild World of Sports to watch you run, you will see yourself up on the jumbotron where the Braves used to have their <laughs> where the Braves used to have their spring training, uh, and yeah. I think I think they have a minor league team that plays there during the in the Florida State League. Um, but it's pretty cool. So a lot of the marathon runners will tell you that it's probably the worst part of the marathon is running through Wild World of Sports, and they wish that Run Disney would maybe route them a different way. But honestly, I don't think is it you got to have. Three- is it what, what, why? You know, I just think because there's not a lot of spectators in there besides right. the stadium, uh, and you're just running around fields. So it's, you know, people do run Disney because they want to see, yeah, they want to see the characters, they want to be in the parks, and there's only so much you can honestly do in the parks. However, it's just you're just running around 
wide open grass fields. I mean, that's really all you're doing. Um, once you, once you're hitting the exit out, you're, it's actually the best part. You're like, Oh, I'm almost out of here. Thank goodness. But, um, you know, so yeah, so it is kind of like the hub of Marathon Weekend or any of the Run Disney race weekends. That's where everybody go meets. All the buses go there. You get all your bib, all your merchandise, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, so it does have a big part of of uh, the Marathon Weekends. But for me, my weekend was pretty good. Um, I hit my goal. I ran under. T- I wanted to be under two hours. So I did it one fifty nine twenty six. So I was pretty excited about that uh, for my half marathon. The weather was great. Uh, I know the five k was a little bit chilly this mm-hmm. year. Uh, the ten k warmed up a little bit. Uh, the half started to get a little warmer. The full marathon, I felt bad for the guys running out there. Um, it was definitely a hot one out there. I know I was hitting Animal Kingdom about 1030. It was the end of the marathon coming up, and people just looked absolutely soaked and exhausted. That's about mile 13. So I felt for all of the marathon runners out there. But um, congratulations to everybody who finished. doesn't matter if you were in first place or even if you got swept. You went out there, you did your best, and that's all that you could ask of yourself. So it was a great weekend, all in all, great weather. And uh, I can't wait for uh, next year's Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Yeah, and if you want if you want to hear a whole episode about the marathon, we had Joe on just to talk about Walt Disney World uh, Run Disney. And go back, find that episode. I don't remember off the top of my head what episode that was. But go back, find that episode. It's there. Um but I, before we dive too deep into the actual complex itself, I want to talk a little bit about the history. Why did Disney feel compelled on building such a huge complex? Like you said, I mean, it's half the size of Animal Kingdom, which is Disney's largest park by far. Uh, so, I mean, just a massive, massive complex. So when we're talking about the history, uh, why did Disney feel compelled and, and need to spend the amount of money they spent to build this huge complex uh, in the center of Walt Disney World? So, I mean, from what I from what I've done with some of my research, when I've heard, you know, they spent a hundred million dollars on this place back in '95, and um, it was just essentially it was kind of like what how Run Disney was started, but heads and beds. It was the whole boom of the sports tourism industry, you know. And believe it or not, you know, Disney World is so popular right now, and everybody knows about Walt Disney World. But they were saying that it was to fill hotel rooms and to publicize. The publicized Disney World, like really, you need to. That's why I always laugh at like the sponsorships. They actually had commercials on television. Like, you really need to advertise Walt Disney World. It's like the number one vacation destination in the world. Right. But but yeah, they they it was just to get heads and beds and to uh to fill that you know publicized Disney World and and to start that sports tourism industry where a lot of these travel teams and like Mike was saying his daughter, um you know with the, with the traveling and stuff like the travel teams and and the band competitions that are held there. It's that's like a big thing now, and that's you know that's what Disney really got into this for. Do you all remember the magic times when there was down times at Disney? Yeah, I still try to go during those times. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like they're I, less and less. I mean, I feel like they find things to fill it with, and this was one of those things. But to build a complex, Mike, do you remember going back in the day when you could go and walk on any attraction? The bottom line was if you went during school time when the kids are in school, the park was empty. That was that was right. the time to go. Take the kids out of school for a week, and you know you're going to get but to walk on every ride, 10-minute waits. Now, I don't care. You take the kids out of school any time of the year, and that place is packed. Uh, you know, there's definitely uh, – there's. I don't think there's any need, like you said, Joe, to advertise it anymore. Uh, between the festivals, the special events, all of the extra extracurricular stuff that they have going on, I see no need to continue to push the attendance levels. I mean, obviously, they have to from a business standpoint, but I don't think there's any more slow time whatsoever down in Disney World. Well, I think they kind of went hand in hand with this complex and the building of the value resorts, you know, coming into the complex. I mean – all those massive and mike you know i want to get into here pretty soon why you have been to this complex before 
But now they filled those uh, those value resorts multiple times a year with special events going on at this complex. I didn't realize one the size, and also a lot of it sits empty for some of the year. You know, it doesn't have a lot going on if there's not a special event going on at that time. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems kind of weird that Disney would do that, but I guess they see the value of having this complex when you have things like um, the cheerleading competitions, you know, marathon weekend, the band competitions, like you were saying, Joe, uh, baseball, uh, spring training and, and games and stuff like that. Uh, when you guys go over there, is there dining opportunities over there? Is that something that would draw people that maybe don't need to go over there for another reason to go go check it out? Let me tell you, I've having two daughters that have competed for years, whether it be gymnastics or whether it be cheerleading. Uh, you go to a lot of regular high schools. You go to a lot of places where, uh, you know, you're at a high school gym, you're at a small little complex, or if you're not at a high school gym, you're at a local competitive gym, you know, when you go to see these things. Uh, when I got to see Sammy for the first time uh, at the ESPN Sports Center compete doing gymnastics, there was the ESPN Wide World of Sports Grill. And there is nothing better than having a drink before your kid competes because you're just about as stressed out as they are. You're so nervous for them. And to be able to go to a place and have a beer or have a, just an adult beverage to kind of kick back. and Because you know what? Sometimes I'm just as nervous as they were when they were competing. Yeah. You know, they, they, they've tried so hard. They've, they, they've trained. This is the, the spotlight, the moment to, you know, to shine. And, um, you know, you don't well, you got to play that parent role and not look stressed. And uh, having the ESPN Wide World of Sports bar and grill there definitely took a little bit of the edge off when she went to compete. Uh, definitely a really cool themed restaurant. Uh, huge in nature. Uh, I would definitely see that if I was down there maybe this weekend, I would try and head over there for the Super Bowl. I'm you sure it's going to be pretty call. fun over there. Um, I know Boardwalk is pretty yeah. you know, pretty popular with some places to eat, you know, to watch the, the Super Bowl over there. But I would definitely inquire on what type of uh, specials they would have for the Super Bowl at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. That's a great call because I was at Disney for Super Bowl last year. Last year. And we were going to go to – we were staying at the Boardwalk. So we were going to go to ESPN right there. And they were charging $100 a head. And they oh, were, wow. And they were completely booked up. So hundred bucks a head just to get in the door. That didn't that didn't cover anything, and then and then uh, they were they were completely booked anyways. But I never thought about maybe going over to the ESPN Wild World Sports Complex. Um, Joe, you know you you've had a chance to look at the history, study the history of this place. Was it always ESPN based, or is this something that came later with branding? I mean, I know this started you know, bef- I, I don't know if this started before Disney owned ESPN or not. Yeah, this started back in I guess they opened in uh, '97, I believe it opened up, okay. and it was it was I mean I remember when I used to go, when I went there it was Disney's Wild World of Sports, and I, I think that was before the ABC acquisition, uh, but then back in 2010 they switched over to ESPN, you know Wild World of Sports complex. And I remember driving by uh, and then putting those giant ESPN letters out front, and I was like, oh, it's different now. Right. And then I then I remember being in my hotel room. And flip it through the channels, and they actually have um, an in-house channel, so you could actually watch events taking place at ESPN's Wild World of Sports in your Disney World hotel room. So I was like, "Oh, that's cool! It's got like its own ESPN channel." So that when they really rebranded it back in 2010, they really kind of went, you know, full full pedal to the metal with you know making it like the ESPN experience. I mean, right. I, I've I've read they got full production facilities there and so on and so forth. So it's got a lot going on. But yeah, it started originally as just the Disney's Wild World of Sports back in 1997, and then it switched over to uh, ESPN in 2010. So you guys have both, you know, we kind of got into the fact of, of run Disney, of course, you know, most of the time that's where you always, are, you always go 
to do your uh, race registration, things like that. And Mike, you have been to m- countless cheerleading. You were there last year for for cheerleading or mm-hmm. gymnastics competition. Yep. Yep. And uh, the one thing I always see whenever cheerleading is going on is it brings in, and of course, marathon weekend too. It brings in so many people. I mean, it's just the parks are packed, the resorts are packed. How does this complex do with having? a huge number of people all in it at once is it is it comp- i mean are you overrun by people or is it is it large enough to where you can move around you can do your thing uh you can kind of relax a little bit i've been there for some peak times during the i think the cheerleading competition is one of the other than the marathon is one of the biggest competitions that go on when that's happening down there uh, and i've been there when it was a saturday night and it was full on where it was full tilt where they were going 100% all out. All the teams were there. Everybody was competing, and it was comfortable walking around. It wasn't like a crowded park day. Uh, there was definitely plenty of transportation going. The one thing that I will tell you, you know, we've preached a million times before uh, how good the value resorts can be. If you're going to stay at a value resort when you're taking your first Disney vacation, one tip is to find out. Call you know, call a travel agent. Find out, hey, is there a is there a competition going on at the sports center? Because it might be a band, it might be gymnastics, it might be cheerleading, whatever it is. They always have them staying at the value resorts. And if you're staying at a value resort and you have 1,500 cheerleaders in the room next to you, <laughs> you probably would want to go somewhere else. Uh, so I would definitely say, you know, if you don't know, you're not sure, if you're not getting the straight answer from Disney, I would definitely call a travel agent uh, and find out from them, get, this, get the scoop on what's going on at the ESPN Sports Center, because that could make or break your stay at the Value Resort. Uh, the Value Resorts are great. We love staying there. We stayed there before plenty of times. But if you got to stay there during competition time, that's something you might want to stay away from. Joe, you ever I, stayed over there when when the th- things are going on? I've 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 been stay I've stayed there when they've had the Pop Warner Super Bowl okay, there. Yeah, yeah. So when I was at um, my mom and I went on a trip this was a few years back, <laughs> and uh, we actually they put us in the football building and uh so my mom and i we, we had our own room each we had our joining rooms and uh of course you know the kids playing pop warner football had to get some extra practice in on the big field out there <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that was going uh that, that was going all night so that, that was the only time i've been at the all-stars when they've had a, a large you know tournament whatever however i will disagree with mike in the fact that if you're a high school boy or a bunch of high school or college cheerleaders there, you might want to be, that might be the place you want to be at, you know, no, I have uh, high school daughters. Stay away with your high school boys. <laughs> I was That's just thinking, I, I was that. like, right now somebody's listening in the car and their, their high school son is going, these guys are nuts. That's where we're staying next trip. What are you talking about? You know, but uh, Justin, I, I did just want to touch on that one topic. Yeah, I did last two years ago, um, went to a, uh, a Braves versus Mets, uh, spring training grapefruit league game at uh, ESPN Wild World Sports. And they had some other like soccer stuff going on on the fields behind it. And there was a little bit of traffic going in for the baseball game, but it was like going to any other stadium. It's like going like, you know, to city field or any, or a big parking lot. They just kind of direct you in. And honestly, there was so much room there that like, even with this other tournament going on at the actual facility, there, it was, it, it totally absorbs it. I mean, it really does. If, if the only place you really feel it is like if you're parking a car. That's the only place you'll feel it. Gotcha. Besides that, there's so much room to to walk around and and just to, and just to give everybody a heads up too, like for these competitions, ESPN does charge a fee to get in, so it's not completely free to go in. And Mike, I'm not right. You need to pay pay for a ticket to watch your kid, right? 
Yep, absolutely. And um, a lot, well, luckily, a lot of times that your kids included, but we were annual pass the premium members, and the annual pass premium member included water parks and ESPN. That was part of the thing, oh, okay. which was part of a deciding factor when we were buying the annual passes because we knew we were going to be going to ESPN. It would have been an additional cost. If you were just a regular standard annual pass member, you still would have had to pay an extra admission to get into ESPN. Being that we had the premium annual pass, uh, we were able to get the uh, ESPN. ESPN admission, and you scan in with your, with your magic band, just like you're going to a park, and the Mickey heads are right there. You go through security like you're going through anywhere else. Bing, bing, Mickey head lights up, and you go into the park. So, uh, yeah, definitely an extra admission, but if you're an annual pass member or a premium member, then you'll get admission uh, taken care of with that. Well, hey, I want to get into one of the things that uh, has brought both of you guys to this complex, being huge, huge, huge baseball fans and mike you know you working for the mets for a long time i remember not too long ago you were working for the mets and they actually i think flew you down rented you a convertible uh took you down because you won employee of the the millennium i think it was something and, like that yeah. Yeah, yeah something like that and this was where the presentation was what's the uh you know we all love going to minor league baseball games we have a great minor league team here in charleston it's a yankees minor league team owned by bill murray a uh, great stadium and i love going to those stadiums What's the atmosphere for those games? Have you guys both been to games down there for that? Well, that's the Atlanta Braves home stadium. I was at the uh, the Mets home stadium over in Port St. Lucie, oh, but I have, gotcha. but I have, but I have been there for other games. Matter of fact, I think I saw the Braves play the Phillies. I've always been, obviously, you know, a big baseball fan, and I've done the grand tour of a lot of places in Florida. I've been to Vero Beach, Tampa, Port St. Lucie, Orlando, and uh, I've been there for that. And there's just something about as a major league baseball fan. I don't care what team you are. Just going to any of those smaller, low-key stadiums, kind of like when we went to that minor league ballpark, it's just laid back. It's more of a friendly atmosphere. It's not that heavy competition that the baseball players get in the regular season. Uh, if if and when you get a chance, if you're on your Disney vacation and there's something going on there and you get a chance to experience that, it's definitely well worth it. Oh, yeah. We went to a game here, didn't we, when you guys yep. were in town? Yeah, I think I had I think I'd already had enough adult apple juice that I forgot that game completely. Mm. Sorry, yeah. um, Joe, you've been down been down for games, baseball games. I I actually I have not been to a I think they're home to the Gulf Coast League Braves. I believe it's a gotcha. the affiliate of the um, the Atlanta Braves. However, um, talking about minor league baseball atmosphere um, in Daytona, we have the Daytona Tortugas. So even though I am a diehard bleed orange and blue Mets fan, they are the advanced A team of the Cincinnati Reds. However. Um, Great atmosphere, minor league baseball. You know, I don't know if ESPN would fall into this category, but usually cheap beer and cheap food, cheap mm-hmm. tickets. Uh, we love our team in Daytona. We have a lot of fun with the mascots and, and go on, you know, and they have special nights, whatever. So don't know if they actually do that kind of stuff at ESPN. However, you know, minor league games are great. Um, guys are playing really hard to try to get to the next level to make it to the quote unquote show. So if you're looking for something to do different, if you're kind of park worn out or if you're there for, Seven days. We only bought a five-day park hopper, and you got a couple extra empty nights. Maybe throw you know a spring a, a minor league game in there one night. Smart, you know, it's something yeah. the family can go out and do. Uh, you grab a bite to eat at Disney Springs afterwards. So you could definitely work that into to making a night out of it. And you know, and if you live in an area that doesn't have a lot of, a lot of minor league baseball, you know, then it could be something different for you and your family to do as well. Because you know, in our area, we really don't have a ton of minor league. I mean, we do. We have the Staten Island Yankees and Brooklyn Cyclones. There's a few smaller, real small teams in New Jersey, but really not like big minor league baseball. So it's something different for us as well. If you're a baseball fan, if you have to think about it, say you have a family of four, right? And you're going down, you're a huge baseball fan. Well, now you've just excluded one park day ticket you have to pay for 
to go mm-hmm. to a minor league baseball game and go for spring. So you're actually coming out ahead if you can. And look, I'm I'm like I don't know how you guys are, but for me, I like taking a day to relax and maybe not go to the parks. You know, lay by the pool, go to springs, just kind of have a day to just kind of downtime, chill, not really do much. And uh, this would be a great opportunity. I've never thought about that. We when Mike and Jason were in town, uh, I took them to the minor league baseball game, and I really splurged, Joe. I went all out, man. I got box seats, first row behind visitors' dugout. You know, you put your beer right up there on the. You know, it's just everything's perfect. And I think the tickets are like sixteen dollars a piece. I mean, it's just you know, <laughs> I great. Really just just went all out. But uh, minor league baseball is a really really cool experience. If people have never done it, this might be a good opportunity to do that. Now, let me ask you guys this because some I really don't know. As far as transportation for like a minor league baseball game going. And you're staying at a Disney resort. Do they provide transportation, or are you responsible to get from point A to B? I think you're you're responsible okay. on your own. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, with mini service and lift right. and everything, it's you know. The only time I ever know they ever have service going there is if they're having a huge competition and they'll run bus transports from certain resorts at certain times. Uh, they did it for the cheerleaders when Sarah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, when Sarah was down there. Uh, but you know, Laura, myself, and Sandy were staying at Saratoga Springs while Sarah was over at uh, All Star Sports, and she had transportation, but we didn't. So we either had to make our way over to all-star sports to hop on their bus or just take an uber or a lift ride over to uh to that so uh if you're not staying at one of the value resorts when it's when the time's going on i don't know about how the marathons go getting over there joe same thing is it one particular spot or no it's it's every so they have a drop off in front of the new uh cheerleading uh, dance arena and every Walt Disney World resort has a separate bus just for run Disney transportation. So some resorts may share like Oak West Saratoga shares, you know, um, Port Orleans French Quarter Riverside share, for an example. So um, during the whole weekend, they will have a designated spot separate from the regular bus stop that will take you to and from uh, the expo. So run Disney weekends, uh, transportation is provided. Um, and you really don't have to even show that you're a guest there. You can just hop on the bus. So on and off as much as you want. So That's very cool. I tell you, it's one thing I've learned a lot tonight because I, I've literally never been over there. I drive past it because I drive to the parks. Um, I drive past it all the time and have never, never gone over there to see what's going on. But at some point, I need to make time to go over. And uh, even to check out, I know they have great tennis tournaments there. They have all kinds of, of really, really cool stuff to, uh, to go over and check that out. Uh, guys, anything you guys can think that we didn't hit that maybe somebody might have a question about Disney's Wild World? See, I'm going back in time. ESPN's Wild <laughs> World of Sports. Yeah, I tell you, you know, if any of your kids are into any kind of competitive sports, you know, around town, their high schools, grammar schools, whatever they're doing, and they have a sport where they have the opportunity to go there, uh, definitely make sure you can embrace that opportunity if you can swing it because. To have your kids go play on that almost professional level in those professional type parks with the professional type, uh, you know, camera equipment they have there and video boards and you know it almost feels like they made it to the big stage. You know, it's like you're the you're the the garage band that's all of a sudden playing at Madison Square Garden. You know, you've kind of made it to the big show. And um, I know even if they didn't do good, it's just a, an awesome experience. So if you ha- if you're one of those families where your kids kind of playing sports or they're a little bit into it and you have the opportunity to go and they get to compete, definitely take advantage of that opportunity because it was a fantastic experience with both my girls when it came to cheerleading and uh, gymnastic competitions Very cool. and i would go ahead and i would Joe, say and, and i'm sorry and i would say too is in in the process of planning your 
your Walt Disney World trips, take a look at the Wild World of Sports uh, website, you know, because there's so many different events that go on there. Even if you have a child that's not competing in an event or if you're not running in a Run Disney weekend, they've had so many different events you know, over the years there, for example, like this past weekend, they had the NFL Pro Bowl skills competition there because uh, the Pro Bowl is in Orlando. Uh, in the in past, they've had the Invictus Games, you know, Prince uh, Harry's uh, thing for people that were wounded in, in, in war in the U.S. And, and in Great Britain. And they had like, you know, all the survivors, soldiers competing at games there. You know, they've had in the past Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, spring training uh, football camp. They've had Orlando Magic Camp, Orlando City Soccer, they've had all different kinds of events that have happened there. Uh, so just, you know, Take a look. I mean, if you're a sports family, just type it in ESPN, WWS.com. Just see what's going on while you're there. I know even in the fall over Thanksgiving, they had the AvoCare uh, Invitational, which is they have a, a, a four college basketball team. I don't know if it's female or, or men's college basketball playing at Wild World of Sports. So you could pop in and see, you know, a big time school play college basketball down there. So there's always things going on. Just, it's worth taking a quick look to see what events are happening while you're down in Walt Disney World and possibly make a night out of it. Very cool. Well, I tell you what, guys, it's been a lot of fun to talk about ESPN's Wild World of Sports. But before we go into some of our favorite things to do, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Jamie, can you think of a better time than right now to go to Walt Disney World? With so many unique and exciting things for you to discover at all four theme parks, this year more than ever is such a terrific time to visit. You can enjoy sun, fun, and savings when you stay in the middle of the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. New things are coming to Walt Disney World this year, and you need to get there now. New in 2019, get ready to explore the all-new Star Wars, A Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. This is your chance to live out your Star Wars story and discover who you truly are in a galaxy far, far away. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel at show at awaywithmetravel.com for all of your travel needs, and we can get you in the middle of all of the magic that Walt Disney World has to offer. And remember, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling, guys. The Disney Dads are so excited to announce our partnership with the Magic Candle Company. Their theme park and resort-inspired candles and scents will help you keep it Disney every day in your home. So while you're living the life of a pirate, relaxing in Polynesia, or maybe riding on the back of a banshee, now is the time to head over to magiccandlecompany.com to order your candles today. And here's what's best. Right now, the Disney Dads family can get 15% off your order using the promo code DisneyDads at checkout. So make sure to use that promo code DisneyDads and get your magic candles to keep it Disney in your home. That's magiccandlecompany.com backslash discount backslash DisneyDads. All right, fellas, let's jump into our favorite thing to do each week, our Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. All right, guys, since we're Jason's not here, I was going to give him first pick this week, but instead I'm going to oh, give our honorary guest. Yeah, he missed out. He had his chance. Oh, you got to stay you know, in town, dude. What's he doing? It, it's all of those Epcot pictures he keeps filling my profile with that I'm uh, kind of sick of. So I'm going to give it to his fill-in this week. And, Joe, I'm going to hand it to you for your pick of the week. Nice. I get the pole position tonight. Sweet. Position. So uh, mine is a go. Uh, it's by Christina McSheffery. And her daughter, Lucy, is absolutely killing it drawing a picture of Mickey Mouse. And she's actually doing it laying on the floor. Let me tell you, so I am 30 years old. I think I'm pretty good at drawing some basic things. I cannot draw Mickey Mouse like this. 
Like, it's really, really good. It's absolutely killing it. So my pick would be for Christina McSherfrey's daughter, Lucy, uh, draw Mickey Mouse. Lucy's a rock star. We've said this before. Joe, do you know, she's the only person, little Lucy is the only person that has a her very own T-shirt on our Public site. I did not know that, but Public is a great site, though. Yeah, I need to check that out. Go to, yeah, go to www.disneydadspodcast.com, and you can link our, our Public site there and find all of our all of our merch. But, yeah, she's got her own T-shirt there that uh, her her uh, her whole family got shirts, and they all wore them to the parks together. It was really, really cool. I hope she knows she's a superstar. She I hope a she superstar. Listen, hopefully she listens to this later on in life, and she's like, wow, I really was a superstar. <laughs> yep. She'll be a Disney, she'll be Disney animator, and she'll be like, yep, that's how it got started right there. You know what, Mike? Yeah. You go ahead and go, buddy. I'm feeling I really get to nice. Go? Yeah, I'm feeling nice. Wow. Tonight. I'm feeling good. I'm go ahead and go. All right. Well, my pick of the week is going to be our good friend, Roxanne Roscoe. And Rox- little backstory, Roxanne Roscoe made a post on our Facebook group saying, walked into my bedroom to find this cuteness overload, but she never posted the picture. So we were all waiting anxiously. <laughs> I think even Scott Zobel kind of rubbed the ribs a little bit and says, well, you know, you're not getting a like to you post the, you know, the cute picture. And you know what? She came through. She posted a picture of her daughter, all snuggled up with her Mickey ears on, and that is definitely worth the cuteness and definitely worth a pick of the week. Great. Pick. Uh, so many people this week were, were bundled up, and actually that's going to take me to my pick of the week, and it's going to go to our good, good friend, Lara Fee, and she is in her Mickey uh, toboggan. What do you guys call it up north? Sled. No, like a, a, not a, a sled, a hat. Like a, a hat. Like a, oh. like a beanie? Like a, Skull cap. Skull cap, yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever. She's in her Mickey uh, toboggan, <laughs> and uh, she says, Keeping warm with my Mickey on my noggin. See, even rhymes. Mickey on my noggin. Wearing my toboggan. See, you didn't know you were going to rap on this episode, did you? Not sure if Mickey and I are ready for the negative 40 degrees tomorrow. Michigan life. Send me some warm Orlando vibes. I think it's the way a lot of people felt this week. And uh, so, Laura, love the picture. Love you. Keeping it Disney in your own way there. And she's such a great part of our Disney family. So that is my pick of the week this week. Um... Cool. I do. I have an honorable mention, and I want to wish our Princess Harper from the Goatee family a happy birthday. It was her birthday this week, and she got to celebrate. And uh, Stephen shared some pictures with us, and happy birthday to you. Happy, happy birthday. Yes. She, happy birthday. Uh, she looks like she had a great, great birthday. Um, I also want to give an honorable mention to our missing brother tonight. Some of his pictures and all that have been amazing. And did you guys, uh, Joe, I don't, think, I don't know if you got to see it or not. He might have had one of the best days ever. I'm not going to get into details because I know we're going to talk about it on the next episode. But he had one of the coolest tours and coolest Disney days I've ever seen. And the pictures and the videos and everything coming from uh, coming from him from, from Disney was absolutely, absolutely amazing. So, Jason, we miss you, buddy. We're excited for you to get back, but we're so glad you're down there and not in that freezing cold weather having a good time with your family. All right, guys, I had a fantastic time tonight talking about the ESPN Sports Center. Uh, one of the things that I want to bring up, you know, we give them a lot of love. They're a great part of our Disney Dads family, and that's the Disney Dads running page. Uh, Justin, why don't you tell them a little bit about the Disney Dads running page? I'll tell you what, those such an amazing group of people over there. Uh, the DDP, i, I got to throw this out there because this was something that our family came up with over there, and they wanted a nickname and they wanted a uh, mascot that we can do merchandise with for future runs. So it's a Disney Dads podcast, Sorcerer's Running Family. And uh, I love what they're doing over there. They're doing one of the coolest things. And Steven Guti and Aaron White, you know, they lead that page. They lead that drive. Everyone reaching their goals, getting ready for marathon weekends. And uh, they're doing a really cool thing. And it's, uh, I'm going to read Steven's post. So Walt had a dream. Didn't just have a small dream to make a cartoon with a mouse on a boat. He had a bigger dream of creating a place where people could be in the cartoons, live the fantasies. 
Let's try to follow Walt's footsteps. As a team, can we cover Walt's path to Walt Disney World from Marceline, Illinois to Disneyland all the way to Disney World? Can we cover a full 4,551 miles in 2019? Not just running, walking, biking, swimming, anything active that covers a distance counts. Uh, they've got a spreadsheet over there where you can log your activity, your walks, your runs. And here's something I want to stress to everybody, guys. Whenever you hear running team, the first thing that comes to mind is, well, I'm not a runner. You don't have to be. You, you know, make this be your first step in 2019 if you want to reach a goal. Even if you're walking a mile a day or you're biking or you're just getting active, go over there because everyone is so motivational. Everyone is so much fun. And uh, they really, really do keep it Disney on that page, and, and they do just a great job. So go over there and uh, and become a part of that Disney Dads podcast, Sorcerers Running Family. If you if you search on, on Facebook, DDP, Sorcerers Running Facebook Family. So go over there and join that page. That's a great name. Isn't that cool? I didn't Sorcerers, come up with that. that's pretty nice. I didn't come up with that. That was all them, man. They 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 absolutely rock that out. The Sorcerers. So we'll and we'll be doing something with Run Disney real real soon. We're gonna we're trying to put something together. I know Joe, we've talked to you about you know collaborating with other podcasts and and doing something where we're we do a competition raising money for charities, things like that. So hopefully in the future we can get that going. Absolutely, yep. And, and just to add to that, you know, everybody who is a runner right now didn't always start out as a runner. Mm-hmm. You got always got to take that first step. And you know, I used to be a two pack a day smoker. Now I'm running marathons. I mean, so just go out there, be active. And the fact with these running teams, it doesn't matter if you're a member of the running team I'm a part of or this this running team. It's when you go to these events, the support you get, the friends you meet through the, the social media pages. That's what it's all about, just to be a part of a group and just to support each other. Because running or exercising by yourself isn't fun. But when you have that support system around you, and it really motivates you on these really cold days to get out there and hit the treadmill or to, you know, when you're really busy, get out there and, and, and run. You know what I'm saying? Like it, the support system that you get from your friends and stuff that you have in common really does help. Yeah, 100%. You nailed it. It's uh, Look. I can go to the gym by myself, but if I have other people to motivate me to want to be there, then it, it helps that much more. Um, so, yeah, go over and make sure to join that page. Really, really cool. Great group of people. All right, fellas. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you know, we missed Jason tonight, but it's a pleasure having you on. You're always a welcome guest to us. You've been a fantastic guy. That You're a fantastic friend, and uh, we love having you on the show. Thank you for taking your time out and spending it with us tonight. No, thank you guys for having me. I know you guys reached out to me to uh, be a guest on your show, and uh, I was totally stoked. It's been uh, it's been too long since I've been on chat with uh, Disney with you guys, but uh, I have enjoyed. Uh, I've been a part of your Disney family listening when you guys have been putting out shows. So uh, thank you for having me on, and keep up the good work. I, I've been really enjoying the show, guys. Thanks, brother. Hey, man, uh, do everyone a favor, though, and let everyone know where they can hear you at on a consistent, regular basis because you have some amazing shows out there that you're a part of. Sure. Um, monthly, I'm on the uh, resortloop.com DVC roundtable. So monthly, we do a show uh, with a few other DVC members and uh, with, uh, Bob Collar and Tim Scott. Uh, we talk DVC news and just, you know, we answer some questions when people uh, write in. So we have a good time with that. And then I'm a regular uh, rotating member of the Mickey Dudes podcast. We do a lot with uh, snack crawls and we do some imagineering shows and we do some recaps of our trips and stuff like that. So we have a kind of a potpourri kind of shows over there too with uh, there's nine of us that rotate so we have a great time with that as well so uh, mickey dudes podcast and also resortloops.com's uh, dbc roundtable and i'm also found on twitter at joe quat j-o-e-q-u-a-t-t uh, whenever i'm down in the parks i'm always uh posting pics so uh give me a follow over there as well okay, make sure you go follow joe he's a good follow yeah. he's a good friend i'll tell you what I buddy it's try. You, you've been just a great 
great friend, not only the show, but to us personally. I always have fun, you know, texting back and forth with you and uh, talking, not only talking Disney, but talking golf, talking all kinds of that, all kinds of stuff. Um, Absolutely. Mike, I'm going I'm to throw my closing remarks in there. I just want to thank you guys for tonight. It was a lot of fun getting on here talking about a topic that I don't know a lot about. And uh, it's always cool, man, to have first new first Disney experiences. And that's what tonight was for me, talking about ESPN Wild World of Sports. So I hope everyone has stayed warm this past week and uh i'm looking forward to uh having the big guy back next week to see that big beautiful bald head staring at me from across <laughs> the screen there mike close this up buddy all right fellas i'm uh what to say have a good night <laughs> i'm freezing i can't say anything else <laughs> chair. have a good night buddy from mike justin and myself we want to say thank you and remember Always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions. Hey, Dizzy Dads family. I just wanted to get one more minute of your time. Jason, Justin, and myself do our best to end every podcast with happy thoughts and positivity. We try to leave everybody in good spirits. One particular longtime friend of mine, a member of the Disney Dad family, Gerard Malloy, does that on a regular basis. You could be in the worst of moods, but his awesome personality, infectious smile, was absolutely contagious. His personality alone will put you in a better mood. To know him was to love him. Many days during my commute home, I would get a random phone call from Gerard, completely out of the blue. He would just call to say hi, talk about a previous episode we did, our girls, vacations, baseball, but somehow it all led back to Disney. Our drive home conversations would make my sometimes two hour commute seem like mere minutes. Your love for your family, friends, co-workers, job and Disney was immeasurable. The reason I bring this up is because I received the news this morning that my friend Gerard had passed away suddenly, unexpectedly, way too soon. I could go on for hours about what an amazing husband, father, and teacher and friend you were. You were an incredible guy. I will miss our conversations, but more importantly, I miss our friendship. I won't say goodbye, just till we meet again. Rest in peace, my friend. You'll be missed. <laughs>